back with this Elective Listening Podcast. My name is Aaron Schilb. I'm your host every week right here in your car or in your headphones. I don't know. I'm sitting here in my nice comfy podcast studio with an old pal of mine, gosh dang schnazzy looking today. We've got Julie Eddy. Hello, Julie. Hi, Aaron Schilb. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm honored. I know. I, I feel like we haven't really gotten to to hang out much in ages. I know. I know. Life is crazy. I feel like I haven't seen anybody. There's like, we went through a period last year where I was like with, we were all together like mm-hmm. four or five times a week. And then and now we're not. We're together like four or five times a year. I know. <laughs> Life happens sometimes and I love and hate it. <laughs> well, before we get too deep into it. Let's 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 open the first one yes. right on the mic. Okay. You ready for it? I'm ready. Hit it. Oh, what a sound. Cheers. Cheers. Red, white, and blue wow. Mick Ultra. What else would we be drinking, honestly? Nothing. i I mean I had one guy ask, he's like, Can you get a this this Italian lager? And I was like, Whoa. what is that? He goes, Fancy. It's called Peroni. Oh. Right here. Peroni, and this is just an Italian version of Bud Light. <laughs> oh, seriously? It's just, it's exactly the same. It looks fancy. It does look fancy. It's got that, like, the contoured it's bottle. It's like a Stella. Like, it just yeah. looks very Yeah, but I'm Italian. a cheap cheap beer guy. Yeah, same. I, I'm Make a recovered a craft beer snob. Same. Honestly, <laughs> I used to only, like, I mean, I started off pretty, like, Bush Light, Bud Light, Coors Light, all that. And then... You know, in my mid-20s, I wanted to be a little bit more refined. So I got into the IPAs and the sessions and all that It's crap. too much work to keep up with sour it. Sour beers, I know. Ugh, I've had a sour beer and I wanted to throw up. I actually really liked them for do a long really? time. I do like them, but I like like really tart. Okay. Like I'm a beer and wine girl. Okay. So I like really tart things, but I can only have like one or two or my stomach hurts. Or some of those beers, the alcohol content. They're like 9%. Is, I know. And I'm like wasted after two. I can't I do it. So and I'm a culture girl now. Some, some, like if you want to go out on Broadway or if you want to hang out with your friends for like six hours at yeah. a campfire, you can't drink nine. No. IPAs or else at the end of the night you're gonna be literally hammered I know and I'm kind of like a like if it's in front of me I drink it I'm not the type of girl that can like sit and really sip something that's why I don't like to drink cocktails yeah I don't do I don't really do hard alcohol I power through cocktails and whiskey that's actually not true i do do hard alcohol i will do whiskey me and you shoot whiskey shots almost every time you play i know (laughs) now i I had to eat my words there because i will do whiskey Mm -hmm. and i'll do i like a good tequila shot i will do that but tequila makes me do bad things yeah like drink more tequila oh yeah tequila just makes me like spicy i don't know what it is (laughs) i feel like i can fly like i'm like let's go isn't it the only alcohol that actually is an upper instead of a downer yes well that explains why margaritas change (laughs) everyone's day literally i know that's whenever i'm playing a show and somebody like brings me a shot of tequila i'm like you're asking for it you're asking (laughs) it's like this is about to get way more fun oh for all of us exactly and it's not even like the buzz it's like this i don't even know i just feel more spicy. So, were you, you didn't come to the uh, CMA show we did at the Cambria Hotel because you were either playing or something. But yeah, my did sister you was see, getting married. You, did you see the video of me cutting my shirt off? 
No. <laughs> Wait, now I have to watch it. I actively cropped my shirt. Like, I don't like think I even. Top? I don't. Oh, here, hold on. I'll find a video. Pause. Oh, LOL. Okay, so we just took a break so Julie oh could God. watch a video of me cutting my clothes off. <laughs> it was like a paramedic after you see a guy. On, he's I, like, he's unconscious. We have to get to his heart. We have to help. Yeah. That's just honestly cut, cut my skill. shirt right off. Skill. <laughs> skill. Yeah, so it. my day with whiskey and tequila and beer yeah, that's went the one. from looking professional mm -hmm. to looking like uh, that. Yeah. Someone called me Chris Jenner. Oh, man. Because they're like, you just look like a proud dad. Proud dad. <laughs> because I walked inside with my phone and I was like sticking my ass out, taking videos and pictures. <laughs> and they're like, daddy's proud, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. So You are like a proud dad at, at tour stop stuff, though. I kind of am. You're the dad of NTS. <laughs> it's literally your baby. It is my baby. And You're great at it. That's, that's kind of why I like to do dorky, dumb dad shit is because yeah. people are like, Oh, there we go again. Because Dad they kind of want to see shit hit the fan. You know, honestly, isn't that what everybody wants? Like anything in entertainment, they're like, what's going to go wrong? It's a car accident, but you happen? can't look away. Yeah. It's like when you drive past an accident on Interstate yeah. 24, like if yeah. there's traffic, you're like, there better be a fucking accident. Oh, literally. It's like if I'm driving this slow, there better be something wrong. Seriously. And then when you see the accident, you're like, hey, yeah. there it is. Yeah. That's honestly, <laughs> it's so true. And I always say whenever I play like shows anywhere, like private shows or I play on Broadway or whatever it might be, I'll be, I'll be singing and someone will bring me a beer, a shot or whatever. And I always say, I'm like, this is the only job in the world where someone gives you a drink and expects you to be better. <laughs> like not mess up. I'm like yeah, you don't you, give your freaking accountant a beer and say do my fucking taxes. Yeah, you don't. You don't go to a crane operator downtown and be like, "Here. Literally. Have a beer." I know, but I'm like, "Thanks for the beer. Now I'm supposed to like be drunk, still be entertaining, not suck." I'm like, "And I'm supposed to drink the beer." Yeah, so did Aaron, do you know Aaron Cooper, the girl who used to work with me? Aaron Cooper. She co-hosts the Tour Stop podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Yes. So, she went to CMA uh, old Red after uh, Luke Bryan played at the Nissan Stadium. Oh, gosh. And he was blackout drunk <laughs> at Old Red. And she thought he thought it was his bar because he wouldn't get off stage. He played what? solo for an hour. What? At Old Red. Oh, yeah. my God. Like uh, Mitch Tinpenny was there waiting to play and Luke Bryan just kept going and he tried singing Blake Shelton songs but he didn't know the words oh <laughs> my gosh honestly I would pay good money to have been in that room I I honestly would I'm gonna too. call Aaron Cooper after this and you ask her about it have her regale the entire story oh my god that's funny yeah, yeah. so have you had any celebrity sightings in Nashville since you've been here because you've been here for two-ish years now no a year and like three months what? I know. Two months, three months, something like that. Okay, April before we do celebrity settings, yeah. how did we meet? Do you remember? I think I slid into your DMs. Actually, that, that doesn't sound too, <laughs> too off the cusp. That's pretty much how I met a lot of people. No, I honestly think first time in person, mm -hmm. I was with Brooke, Brooklyn, and okay. she was playing around at Belcourt. Belcourt, RIP. And I was in town. I know, RIP. And... 
staying. I can't remember if I was staying with her or if I was just with her that night. Did you know her from Minnesota? I knew her from Minnesota. Okay. So she and I met randomly. We went to this like songwriter camp weekend conference whatever you want to call it and we got paired together to write a song nice and it was us and one other dude and we just like immediately became best friends a couple months later i came down to nashville to visit her and kind of do my first like your nashville visit nashville visit i'd been here before as like a tourist but never for work stuff and so i came down and she was playing around at belcourt and i remember she played and I remember her introducing me to you, but okay. I think like post that I had like slid into your DMs like, <laughs> hi, on, on the NTS account, like, hi, will you have me on? And then a couple months later, I played for the first time. Look at us. I know. Look you, at us now. I know. NTS was my very first show in Nashville. No My way. first round and my very first band show ever. Yeah, so what you guys listening can't see is uh, <laughs> after Julie played her first full band show at mm -hmm. the basement on June 23rd of... Uh, 2021. Yep. I framed her, uh, like set, set list, list yeah. from the show. That was the my kind of high single release, right? Um. Yeah. Well, right before it was like two months before, okay. and then the my kind of high single release, um, came out. That was at Alley Taps. That was at Alley Taps. Yeah. Wow. I've had almost. I mean, I'm trying to even think, and then we just had the yeah. I've had a lot of big big stuff with NTS. Yeah, you have. All my first. Never forget your first time. Never forget your first time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's kind of cool to see it up there on the wall. You're part of my history. You're part of mine. Don't get me emotional already. We just started. <laughs> like, we, we haven't even finished our first beer, and we're already like, let's hold oh, back God. the tears. Don't cry. Don't cry. No, but that's, I mean, it would have been, and that would have been like 2020, mm -hmm. end of 2019, beginning of 2020 when, when we first met. Right, because we met before the shutdown. Yes. And then you were one of the first people who started playing out with me after, after. the shutdown ended yeah. that summer. Yeah, and I was just here all the time because I everything... I was living in Minneapolis at the time and everything was really shut down up there mm. and from COVID and then also from all the George Floyd, everything right. was going on oh, there. Oh, I so, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was down here all the time, like that summer and the end of 2020. And then I moved here 2021. What, what is your Nashversary? Um, April 5th. Aww. I know. Just had your one year, Annie. I know. I literally cried. I have my five year anniversary on uh, next week, next what? Friday. Wait, so that's July, Jul July first. Oh my god! That's my first anniversary or my fifth anniversary. I love five. That's five. big. Are we gonna have a party? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not big into things like that. What I will do to celebrate five years is drink on my couch and fall asleep oh perfect <laughs> i'll have a i'll have a one-on-one -on -one party yeah. with me yeah i mean honestly you gotta do what you gotta do i'm like a big let's go all out and i like that for like i like organizing parties like that but yeah i don't want them to always be like let's celebrate me yeah yeah i feel like it depends on like what i'm celebrating because right. i guess for my anniversary this year i did just sit on my little rooftop patio and have a glass of wine that's and nice that was great. But like this is 30. Yeah, this is 30. <laughs> I've been 30 for four days now. So yeah. Yeah, we're we're starting to get to the age where we're like, I can't go out is like thinking about how much yeah. we went out two years ago. 
cripples Even last year. cripples me. Yeah, no. Last summer, like this time last summer, I don't think I spent a night like completely at home. Absolutely, probably not. the entire summer. No, I mean, I I was doing shows six night uh, six nights a week at you that were. point. So June of 2021, when you played at the basement, I had 28 sh- tour stop shows that month. No way. I had three days off the entire month. Oh my gosh, it was insanity. That's wild. I really feel like 2021, after the COVID year, Mm -hmm. 2020, it's like everyone was so sick of being shut down that I feel like everyone went like balls to the walls, (laughs) way overcorrected. And now I feel like 2022, everyone's like, uh, we're like, let's settle down. Let's let's chill the fuck out just a little bit. Let's find the middle ground here because (laughs) we're all going to die if we don't. I told the story last week with Daniel Hansen, I think, about how... I way overcorrected in July of 2020, right after the shutdown, Dude. when I did a bunch of acid in New Orleans. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I, I listened like, to that episode. <laughs> yeah, I I way overcorrected, mm. and that just carried on into all of last year. You know, honestly, it's kind of one of those things where I always say. I feel so old being in Nashville, like being you and I make the comment all the time, like being 30. I feel like everyone here is like between 20 and 25. Yep. But they're like, I was born in 2004. And you're like, literally, I'm like I was in sixth grade. So <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, but no, I, I always make the joke. I'm like 30, but I've lived the life of like a 45 year old. I feel like I've got like nine lives, but you got to do it big. What else are we going to write songs about? Nothing. Do you have a song about your acid trip in July of 2020? <laughs> no, uh, I that was my summer of writing funny songs. Yeah. So I I I didn't drink uh, as much. Yeah. Actually, I drank way more. Never mind. That <laughs> those were the alley taps days when beer shop oh, combo was seven dollars. Dude. And there were I would have like five of those a night. Alley taps did me dirty a few times. Same. Yeah. I would like it was all one of those things. I would stand up from my chair at one point and be like, Oh, whoa. Okay. You're like, I didn't know all of the blood had settled in my torso. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's the only but. bar that I've ever thrown up into the urinal. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> because there was a guy throwing up in the stall, and I was like, oh. "Well, the sinks are grated, so it won't wash down, and the trash can's full." Here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just like, "Well, this is happening." That's where. That's when the my kind of high release show night. My mom was here for the first time oh, visiting God. me, and I just remember taking her into Alley Taps, and she kind of like looks around, and my mom is not a snooty woman. She will mm-hmm. like drink a shit beer in a shit bar with the rest of them. Not that Alley Taps is a shit bar. It is a wonderful bar. But I remember her like looking around and kind of like looking back at me and I could just like, see it in her eyes. I'm like, you don't have to say anything, mom. She was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> My parents are the same way. Like they walked in and they're like, ah, oh, the air conditioning is very strong in mm-hmm. here. And I was like, you don't have to say anything nice no. about this. <laughs> yeah. that's My dad just came this spring too. And he had never been to Nashville even to visit or, or like before I lived here or anything. And I, you know, wanted to take him all the places that I go and all the places mm-hmm. I play. And yeah, I think he kind of in his brain was like, okay, she's described it to me, but like, it but really is the way you describe it. you haven't actually had to it. see the vomit in the urinal. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. My dad was like, I don't know how you live here. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're still standing. I'm like, no, my dad, dad. <laughs> is, my dad's kind of the same way that he was here last week um for father's day and he came down for just just for friday night and 
uh, we went to dinner and afterwards like he's like let's go watch some music and my dad doesn't like live music or okay. alcohol or bars Heard. and I was like mm, you will hate everything about this town yeah and we went to this place called 321 Chestnut which is a uh, it's an apartment building kind of in Wedgwood Houston oh yeah but cute. they've got a little like rooftop patio where they had a writer's round and my friend Lauren was playing a release show. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we can go to this. It'll be pretty low key. Yeah. And we were there for like 20 minutes before he le- like, <gasps> like, so when are, how much longer are we going to be here? Yeah. It was like, we've been, they played four songs. He's like, that's the a- like passive, like I'm going to yawn so that I don't have to say that I want to leave. <laughs> yeah, but I'll leave. show you that I want to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, we can, we can leave as soon that's as funny. she gets on stage and plays. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, my my parents and my siblings and stuff, I feel like they are, they're, it's the opposite. They're like the instigators. They're like, really? well, are we going to go? Like my dad landed on like a Thursday. It was like 11 a.m. He's like, should we go get a beer for lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure, dad. Yeah, let's do that. I was like, let's do it. So I feel like I'm the instigator of all of my friend groups because I'm always like, <laughs> hey, let's get let's go out. Let's get let's get some people together. Yeah. Let's go to a bar. Let's go to Red yeah. Door. Let's see what happens. You and me and both. And then if I don't do that and like I haven't seen my friends in ages, I better I better. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I honestly I kind of go in like extremes with that, too. I'm either like, all right, everybody, let's go. <laughs> and then we go hard for like two weeks. And then I'm like, I think I'm good for a month. Yeah, I need I to re- I need to reboot for four more yeah, weeks. Yeah, literally. Well, I think it's so interesting because are you, do you consider yourself an extrovert? Oh yeah. And you like you're not any part of you is an introvert. I mean, I like being. I don't mind being at home alone, but yeah. like if I'm if I'm not like exhausted and I'm just watching a movie on my couch, I'm like, I could be I could be out doing something. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to go to a bar. I don't want to go to Red Door alone. To just right. sit and hang right. out. Like, I want to have, like, a group to go hang out with. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm with you on that. I don't mind being alone or, like, sitting at mm-hmm. home reading, having a glass of wine, whatever. But I am I definitely am, like, I like people. I like people being around me. But I think there's, like, this fine line of, like, half of the time. I feel like who I am as, like, the artist and singer, Julietti, oh yes. is extrovert to the max and who i am like the human inside of my soul is a little introverted a little so i gotta like you're you're like you're channeling your inner like 75 year old you're like dead i I do kind of want to just sit in a rocking chair straight and look at look at the sunset yeah i've like (laughs) put my phone on do not disturb before and like opened a book and just been like bye I'm not answering my phone to anybody. I think the, the thing that's keeping me from turning into a complete old man is that yeah. I don't have a lazy boy at my house. Oh. Because I would never need to get out yeah. of it. Maybe for your 30th birthday. Oh, well, yep. Well, well I'll that's see, a ways I'll see off, you never. But, but then you'll just turn into the chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did you do for your 30th birthday? What did I do? Well, I went and got my nails done. And came home and had a midday glass of wine. There you just go. Just felt right. And what I wrote. What kind of wine drinker are you, by the way? Oh, I am an all wine drinker, but <laughs> I am a rose girl. Okay. Love rose. Rose all day. Rose all day. Fill it up, you know? But um, that's one of your songs. It is one of my songs. <laughs> Shameless plug. But um, no, I love rose. And in the summer, I like white wine, okay. like Sauvignon Blanc. And then in the winter, I drink a lot more red, like Pinot okay. Noir, but. Um, I'm a big white wine guy. Are you? I prefer white wine way more. We have to like have a lunch date and drink white wine that. together. I would love that. 
Go to Arlington Vineyards or something. Oh my gosh. Did we just plan a friend date? Oh my gosh. We just planned a friend date. We haven't been on a friend date in like a year. I know. I think the last one was when we went to Cellar Saloon. I know. And now it's closed. R.I.P. R.I.P. to so many bars. I know. I forget who I was talking to that about uh, or talking about that with because uh, like what we're seeing in Nashville right now, I'm I'm calling the death of the indie venue. I know. It's sad. Because since, uh, since 2019 or 2020, we've lost like... 20 or 30 like songwriter indie venues and like the the goats like the great the ones. good like the famous places mm-hmm. did you know uh the bluebird is next on the list don't the bluebird has been sold r.i.p i shock honestly do feel shocked yeah i did not know that the strip mall got purchased i mean i literally have goosebumps yeah the i mean it will they'll move it somewhere but but that it's not the spot, same. Yeah, it's, not, oh it's my like gosh. when they were talking about moving Belcor. It was like, yeah. we did, it's not the name that we love. It's the yeah the dank little room that I know kind of smells like fish. I will say, I think the move that was a good one was the listening room. Yes, when that they moved didn't need the listening room, I initially was sad, but I it was for the best. Like the it's, new listening room is great. It's really great. Yeah, so. No, but I, yeah. Death of the indie venue. Death of the indie venue. But yeah, I did so. have a glass of wine. Middle of the day on my birthday. Okay. And then I got all gussied up in something sparkly because it's me. Are you sequins girl? Not really. Okay. I'm a little bit more of like a studs okay. kind of girl. But, um, and a killer heel kind nice. of girl, you know. So we did that. And you then, do have immaculate shoes. I saw them when you, you walked in here. Thank you so much. These actually were my mom's cow, no way. cowgirl boots. Yeah. Okay. So they describe them to the listeners so that they know what you're wearing. Um, They are like a dark, like gunmetal gray, if you mm-hmm. will. And then the inset of the design is black sequins. <laughs> so I guess I am a sequin girl. Kind of. But Only um, if they're in your boots. Yeah. I'm a boot. Yeah. The shoe for me. So I discovered the love of shoes the other day. I went to a store and... Uh, I wanted to buy some like nice white sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, I didn't even ask how much they cost. And swiping that credit card oh, no. feels good. Yeah. I think I yeah. think I've become that person. Are you gonna keep them? Are you gonna keep them really white? Oh, or are they like your new like every day? They're they're mine. They're they're like my. I'm going out to look good tonight. Shoes. Oh my god. These. these uh, Converse high tops are my everyday wearers that are yeah. they're already gross. Those are like the classics, though. Yeah. Like, you got to. Yeah, seeing a pair yeah. of immaculate white Converse, you're like, you haven't worn those. Because no. these get dirty so easily. Well, they're the cloth. Yeah. Yeah. I have a pair of sneakers that are, they're not Converse, they're Jordans, but they are white denim. Really? And, yeah, they, they did like a Levi's collab, so it's like white denim. And I can't, I've got a magic, or... What do you call those? The tie to go pens? Oh, yeah. I, I about said magic eraser, but the tie to go pens. I have the magic erasers also. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, no, I will not get these shoes dirty. So I like on the go at a bar. I won't be sitting there with a tie to go pen the, on, my, dab on, the on my pen on shoes. it. You're like, I don't want these to fuck up my shoes. No, but you have to. Shoes are like, I always get dressed from, I always say from the ground up. I pick my the shoe shoes. Shoes build the outfit. Yeah, absolutely. And I just feel like that's. For me, that's like what I care about on stage. That's what makes me feel good. And I'm kind of like, I wear a lot of black. I wear a lot of denim. I wear a lot of like, you know, band tees and like just more plain stuff when Mm -hmm. I'm not on stage. Like I dress very casually. And so if you have a great shoe, you can wear something like really simple. And I just feel like it 
the great shoes make it a great outfit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm a changed man now that I have a pair of shoes I actually want to take care of. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it for you. It's, yeah, they're, it's they're, uh, those great. Stan Smith Adidas shoes, the nice white leather mm-hmm. ones. Mm, they felt good. Mm, mm. Loving love crisp new leather. Oh my God. And I, I even got the, the spray that keeps them like weatherproof oh and stuff. So yeah. I'm going. You're going balls to the wall. I'm going, I'm going hard for them because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin them. No, but that's, I mean, little TLC. Like some people like have kids and care for their kids. I care for my shoes. I take care of my shoes. And my guitars and <laughs> my hair <laughs> and priorities, you know? It's All like right. it's like my babies don't cry when I don't play with them. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a very good aunt. I'm a very good all of that stuff. But how many nieces and or nephews do you have? Uh, zero. I have LOL. three nephews now. Aww. I am Drunkle Aaron. Drunkle Aaron. I am fun Drunkle Aaron. Yes. None of my siblings have had children yet, but a lot of my friends have babies. You're fun aunt. and I. So th- then I'm. Aunt Jules in that respect. But I'm like the fun aunt that like flies in with the leather jacket. I'm a fun mom. Yeah. And then Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey Toon just mm-hmm. had a baby. Shout out, Aubrey. Miss Billy, shout out. And so, um, LOL, I honestly have been, Billy's closet is very <laughs> stacked. Rachel Loren and I have taken very good care of Billy's closet. <laughs> so. How many pairs of shoes do you think you have? Me? Oh gosh! Off the 20? top of my yes, off the top of my head, I bet you I've got fifty pair. Holy crap! Maybe maybe forty to fifty. Fifty might be stretching it a little bit, but like I have, like in like a sandal heel, I probably have five colors, and then I've got the same pair of Steve Madden boots in five colors. I've got a couple of knee high boots in different colors. I've got two pairs of cowgirl boots. I've got like eight or nine pairs of sneakers now. Sandals. I do that with t-shirts. Like this t-shirt that I'm wearing is from Buck Mason and I like the cut of the t-shirt. So yeah. I just went and bought every color that it had. Oh, absolutely. That's what I do with this Steve Madden booty that I have. I have like white, pink, green, blue, black. I really want to get the red ones. Green boots? Um, Yeah, they're like a neon, like a chartreuse. Ooh. Very a fun. chartreuse. Have you ever had green chartreuse in a drink? No. Oh, it's a drink. You can get it. Wait, There's, what? I mean, it's at a lot of bars, but... It's like a it's like a cordial kind of a drink, but you oh. uh, God, what's that place next to the local called uh, Fable Lounge? Oh, I've never been there, but I Ooh, walk by it all the you time. You would love it, really? It's Just a, like cocktail place or it's, what? It is a classy cocktail place. Mm. So, like, I won't go there if I'm not like putting on a collared shirt or something. It's, Whoa, it's a, it's a little bit of an elevated place. Is it a white wine place? Is that I where would, our friend date? Should I be? guarantee you, they have like nice wine. Whoa, it's a I good like vibe. That. I like that. I've never eaten the food there, but yeah. the, the atmosphere is great. Did you see my uh, – it was either on my close friends or my actual Instagram story the other day. But it was Probably. a photo. I, I had a Manhattan there, and <laughs> Shrek 2 was playing on the TV. Yes. And I, was I like, saw that. I was like, this is the most millennial thing I've ever done. Paid $18 for a cocktail at the bar where Shrek is playing. Shrek is on, <laughs> literally. Honestly, you got to live life, Aaron Schild. I live life pretty good. I think you do. What I'm I do impressed. for work is what most people do for vacation. Oh, I yeah. I sit at a bar and drink and watch music. And somehow I have convinced bars to pay me to do that. Honestly, talk about working the system. I kind of did it. It's great. <laughs> you should write a book. I, sh- I don't know what I'd write a book about other than just how to drink at a bar. 
I feel like it would be a bestseller. <laughs> what to do at a bar? And the first rule is uh, don't be an asshole. Yeah. The second rule is don't uh, don't mix beer and whiskey and tequila <laughs> and vodka and oh, all of these things. Honestly, I feel like it could be like, what's the series where it's like football for dummies? It's like <laughs> bar etiquette for dummies. How to drink by at a Aaron bar Schultz. for dummies. Literally. <laughs> it, could for, it could be for people who are like getting on their uh, like... I I just turned twenty one and I yeah. don't know anything about alcohol. For real, what do I do? And they they're 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 those nerdy kids in high school. They're like, mm. Mm, I should go do some research on how to drink alcohol. Oh my god! How, how old were you the first time you drank booze? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Do you remember what your first drink was? Oh, I do. I will tell the story. Okay, and bring if it on. My grandma Ines listens to this. She will absolutely murder me. But we were at um. My, grandma, that's your warning. I know she. She won't be listening to this, but um, we were at my dad's side of the family every 4th of July for like 20 years. We've gone camping, all of us. There's like 20 first cousins. Okay. So it's a shit ton of people. And I was up at the campfire late one night with my older cousin who was, I think she was like in high school probably, or maybe she would have been in college at the time. And they're, of course, sneaking booze. Ever, all the parents go to bed. And I took a peach schnapps out of my grandma's cooler <laughs> and it's like straight sugar. Yep. And I can't remember if I had one or two. I mean, I was young. I maybe had just turned 13. So you started whatever. rebellious real young. And I drank the whole thing. Wow. Went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night, left the camper, started throwing up naturally by the, like the tree and the picnic table. My mom came outside in the middle of the night, heard me puking sat down next to me and was like are you okay and i totally played it off i was like mom i think i ate something like blah 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 <laughs> totally lied to her face and she freaking believed me and then she didn't smell the peach schnapps on your breath i mean i don't know why she thought i was an angel at that point but i that was the first time and then i really didn't until i was young for my class so i graduated high school at 17 okay still because i had the summer birthday so so were you class um, of 2010 then yes gotcha so then i was 14 freshman year of school and so i pretty much right away freshman year i mean i grew up in a small town in south dakota like my graduating class was 69 kids oh my god so we were <laughs> it was like that was all we did it was like party in barns that's you know? all there is to do in the Midwest. Yeah. And like a lot of the kids that would graduate high school, like not everybody moved far away. So I knew all the kids who were 18, 19, 20, 21, like they would still be at the same parties. And so because there's no one else to hang out with. Exactly. So like I had good friends that I would be like, hey, can you buy me beer or can you buy me Mike's hard lemonade at the time? That was the first thing I asked someone to yeah. buy for me. Oh, my gosh. The raspberry. What's your flavor? I went straight classic lemonade. Straight. Wow. That's a bold move. Mm -hmm. I always was the fruity, fruity girl for <laughs> a while. Anyways, continue. Yes. But anyways, so that that was that. We we just grew up like that. So then when I went to college, I never really had that like, I'm going to go crazy and party. That was me. That was you. I grew up super, super conservative Christian and like we didn't drink. Yeah. We, we like had a super traditional family lifestyle mm -hmm. and then- uh, when I I was 17, I got kicked out of church. Oh. I got kicked out of church. And then I, I was either just turned 17 or uh, I had either just turned 18 or I was about to something. But I was I was like, well, looks like I got nothing tying me down now. Mm -hmm. Let's see what let's see what's going on. Yeah. And 
that was when I was I was working at a hard I was working at an Ace Hardware. Oh and there was this guy who uh, was 21, and back then I was like, God, he's so old. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he invited me to a party, and there were people smoking weed and playing Mario Kart, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is a great life. Yeah. He's like, do you want me to buy you any booze? And I was like, I've low-key, I've never drank before. What should, what should I have? He goes, well, let's start you off with something like easy, like you should get a Bud Light Strawberita or, or Four Loco or, oh or Mike's Hard Lemonade. So he... He asked what I wanted. I was like, Mike's Hard Lemonade sounds nice. And I yeah. drank six. And I was like, I got hammered. Oh, of course. Never drank alcohol before. And then I drank a six pack. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. Growing up, like, you know, because where did Mo- Central Missouri. Central Missouri. Boone yeah. County. No, oh, there you go. Yeah. That's I feel like growing up in the Midwest, like small town, all of that. My, I don't know. My elementary school, before I transferred into a private school, was called Two Mile Prairie. Stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We we were the prairie dogs. Were you? We it, were the couriers. Wow. Mm. I, I went to a, a T school, which had two hallways. Oh, my gosh. It's like the, all the classrooms, and then the second hallway was the office and the gymnasium. And yeah. That's it. Well, what else do you need? That's all. I mean, and then the playground was two miles long. That oh was That gosh. was the prairie. That's crazy. Yeah, we just had we had the public school, and then we they still have a private Catholic school in my hometown. Really? But the graduating class the year I graduated twelve years ago was eight. Wow! So it's like really, really small. I went to a public high school, and I had like eight hundred and fifty people in my graduating class. Holy crap! It was ridiculous. That's really crazy. Yeah, I can't even imagine. There was like three thousand people in my town at the time. There were twenty five hundred kids at my school. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Our school was so big that the fine arts department had its own campus. Oh, wow. We had our whole own building, a parking lot, and everything just for us. Crazy. And like we didn't have to go to the general population for anything except for lunch. Wow. And it's like I I grew up in a bubble because of that. Because it was like, man, I was I was a cool kid in the the choir department or whatever. But then when I'd go into the gin pop it's like no one knew who the fuck I was. Yeah. Well, if you have your whole whole own campus and all that. No, we didn't have – I mean, we had a great arts department. I loved my choir teacher. I loved my, like, drama teacher, all of that stuff. Were you stuff. a theater nerd? I was an everything nerd. Sorry. I was, like, that girl. I had to be in everything. So I was, like, you know, class president, and then I was part of, like – we called it peer helpers. It was mm-hmm. like a counseling program like of, of students, counseling other students. And then I was on the golf team and the dance team and the cheer team. And then I was in choir and band and drama and like and, 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 and. So. I was in musical theater and choir and that's it. Yeah. My senior year of high school, I was an office aide. So oh, yeah, I just got to sit in my choir director's office for an hour, mm-hmm. but there was, was like nothing to do. So I just ordered pizza. Just literally chill. And just, it just hung out. Yeah. So I didn't do anything productive my senior year of high school. It was great. Yeah. We had like the, they call it block scheduling. So we only had four oh, classes a day. Oh, we didn't have that. We had hour yeah. by hour. Really? Yeah. They trans or they, yeah. they transitioned the school to block scheduling the year after I graduated. Okay. Yeah. We had block scheduling and it was... Super interesting because then senior year, you could have a period free. And some people, you would leave school at noon. You we could, could have two Yeah, periods. we'd just leave class. 
Yeah, like, it's crazy. I it, I think about that all the time because of these kids who are like they they go to the super rural high school where mm-hmm. it's just out in the middle of nowhere and like oh, yeah. they're just you sit in the cafeteria for lunch and then you go to your next class. But like since my high school is like right in the middle of the city, you had an hour and a half for lunch. You just you just leave. You're like, mm-hmm. let's go to Pizza Hut down the street. Yeah, you we just, all would go home. Like our house because yeah. our houses were right there. Just go home so, for lunch. Go home for lunch and. Yeah, it was crazy. But I do feel like my school was so they like really wanted us to be in everything. Mm-hmm. So all the coaches would if I was like, hey, I have to leave this early because I have band practice. They would be like, OK, next time trade band practice for this practice kind of thing, which was really great. But my school was definitely a school where like extracurricular activities were way more important than academics. Really? Very much so. Yeah, I was Sports in a, a zero hour choir that met at six o'clock in the morning. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it it either started like six or six thirty because our first hour of the day started at seven forty five. So wow. yeah, we had choir before school started. Yeah. And just like it we, was brutal. Yeah. Like talking in the morning. Yeah. And you then wake singing. up and you sound like this. <laughs> and then <laughs> you're like you're trying to sing pretty. Yeah. It's like there was there was nothing about waking up at five thirty in the morning. It's like no. I should go sing some a cappella music right Literally, now. Literally. <laughs> I know. We would do that for if we had like a special concert or like when mm-hmm. all state choir was coming up, we would do that. But I was a soprano one in choir. I was a bass so. too. You were was the base two section leader. Oh my gosh! That gave me a, that opposite. gave me an unnecessary alpha male ego. Oh god! Yeah, I was like, I have the lowest voice. I am the alpha male. Hear me roar, literally. Yes, you can hear me talking now. <laughs> I did that oh all the god. time. I was the same way about being able to sing high. I was like, you Queen bitches. B. Oh, I thought I was so cool. I look back and I'm like, Jesus. You're like, Julie. I was a giant fucking dork. Literally such a nerd. And just so like, I just thought that was everything. You know, like your bubble is so small. Your world is so small. Oh my God, I'm like, yeah. if I can be the first seat, first soprano, first whatever, whatever, I am like the queen of the world. And now I look back and I'm like, I want that problem back. <laughs> I, I really want that That's one. That's a small, a small fish yeah. to fry. Yeah, it is. I was thinking I about that, that the other day at uh, Third and Lindsley. I went to watch yeah. a show. I went to see an Eagles cover band. Mm. And it was awesome. It was a fun show. But I was thinking about it because at the time I was having this like insecurity, self-doubt about tour stop shows. Yeah. And I saw like it was like 800 people at the Third and Lindsley show. And it's like I have to like put myself into check because – None of these people have ever heard about who I am. Mm-hmm. And 797 of them don't care. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so if I even think about all the other shows in town that I see as like doing bigger and better than me, and I'm like, get out of our county. Yeah. And those things mean nothing anywhere else. Exactly. So like that's yeah. how small our world is. Yeah, it really is. And honestly, it's funny because I'll call home to my mom or my sister who are both so great and listen to me rant about everything Nashville when they have no idea good about it. Good for them. And shout out mom and sister. Shout out mom and sister. And um, it's so interesting because I'll be like, mom, you don't understand. Like I really wanted to play this show and I can't hear back from this person. And what if I miss this opportunity? And she's like, babe, <laughs> you're going to be fine. You're, the world is still going to spin all of that stuff. And so I just think it's crazy how like, throughout your life you do still stay in your own version of your 
bubble Mm -hmm. and you look back at your previous bubbles and you're like, what was I thinking? (laughs) But in three years, we're going to probably look back at this this time and be like, like, what the fuck was I doing? What the fuck were we doing? Like caring so much about this or that or the other. But that's life, man. Well, hey, do you need another beer? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Yay. Bring it on. Okay, are we doing it? Hit it. Oh, that was Ah, really good That was a really good one. Yay. This is one of the reasons why I really, uh, I like this, this kind of work. Is because I I was offered a job the other day. What? Yeah, I got Whoa. offered a job. I didn't apply for a job. I was offered a job being the, a genre manager for a, a social media music app. Oh my god! And and I I really thought about it, but I was like, I love my job right now doing yeah. tour stop because in the email where they were talking about it, he's like, and this person would be your direct superior and these people would be your team. And I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I really don't want to have to ever ask somebody what to do again. Yeah. My favorite like thing is someone. being like, mm, I'm going to work for one hour on a Saturday Yeah, and do no more work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cheers. I mean, Clink. Cheers. Clink. I will say, though, like, you work your ass off. I do try my hardest. You know what I mean? And I think it's it's kind of one of those things where this industry, your job, my job, everyone around here, our hours are so fucking weird. They suck. Yeah. And so it's like I have a hard time. I was actually talking – Paige Rose and I have had this conversation Shout a lot. Shout out P-Money. P-Money. And I've talked about this with Kales and all the, everybody, all of our friends. I'm, like, nicknaming people on the show, but – um. <laughs> But just talking about how I forget, like if I add up how many hours I spend in a songwriting session, working on social media, updating a website, playing a show, I think like it's not that much work. But I've sat down before and looked back at my prior week and I'm like, well, I really didn't even have like five waking hours to myself. Nope. You know, and half the time that I'm like getting ready, doing my hair and makeup before I came here today, I was filming TikToks. Yep. Filming my makeup routine and because fi- that's part of it now. And so it's unfortunately like unfortunately so unfortunately so. Yes. It's like when we were setting up for this, I was thinking about like, should I be taking like B-roll footage to put it yeah. up as a, a TikTok thing? And I was like, God, it's like mm-hmm. w- it, it's in an unstoppable train. Yeah. I feel, and don't you sometimes feel like a hamster in a wheel? You're doing do. all this work that's going nowhere. I do. And it's crazy because just this last week, like with the whole rollout of the song and everything i just released a single lol um but i'm you know posting things for youtube and tiktok and instagram and facebook and my website and every single one of those things takes a different type of video a different type of graphic a different type of whatever so you're creating the same content seven ways yeah which is super inefficient it's mind-numbing Honestly. Yeah. But you do it because you want to get ahead. And, you know, it's just it's kind of crazy. I think it's the one thing that TikTok, I think, has like really brought to the table is it's at least helped me realize people want to see the real you. Yeah. Like Instagram has gotten to this point where it's like if you're not pretty and perfect and filtered. Yeah. Right. And TikTok, I feel like I could not brush my hair for four days and everyone like likes that video better. I think you're right. Yeah. The stuff that you put less effort into sometimes does better. Absolutely. Most of the time does better, honestly. I think people want to see, like, who everyone else really is. We're all tired of the crazy filtered, Mm -hmm. all the things. Yeah. Like, uh, Aaron Cooper posted a video of Mm -hmm. Brandon Ellis eating ice cream. Yeah. And he just used the sound, 
good soup. And it got 15,000 views, like, in under an hour. Isn't that crazy? And she, she, it took seven seconds for her to make that video. Yeah. And she got a, a ton of new followers out of it. I'm yeah. Like, That's the kind of dumb bullshit. Oh, yeah. That people want and that for some reason we think is dumb. Oh, for sure. And we don't do it. No. And that's the thing that, you know, if I look back at my whole feed on TikTok specifically the last couple of months, I've been like pushing a bunch of my new stuff coming out. And the one video that went viral is me sitting on my couch looking like total asshole, (laughs) complaining about my anxiety for not getting enough done. Yep. And like that video went crazy. How many views did it get? It's at like 250,000. Holy God. Like really crazy. And everyone's in my comments like so nice. Like it's okay. Blame our parents. Like all this stuff. Like <laughs> every millennial feels the same way. And I'm like, thank you. You They're know, like, we're trauma bonding together. <laughs> Literally. They're like, I, we blame, we blame like organized sports as a kid and all this stuff. And anyways, but it's like all of that. And then I make like this perfectly curated 30 second clip of it goes to the beat of the new song and every clip is different and it's so pretty. And then like three people watch it. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that Instagram reels is doing a little bit better right now is the use of templates. Absolutely. Uh, TikTok will surely adopt that. Yeah. Because that's one reason I'm pushing reels harder right now is because of the ease of just just like, Oh shit, I like this song or this sound. And then it has all of the cuts set for you. So you don't have to go through and edit it. Yep. Because editing TikTok videos can take forever. so long. It can. And yeah. then like I edited one of the very first TikTok videos I ever put on my personal account was a video I or a, of a song that I wrote in 2020 with my friend Coley Kohler. Yeah. It was a parody of uh, Kesha's TikTok. We oh, wrote yeah. About TikTok. Yeah. But I went through and I edited that song so hard and it only got 230 views. Isn't it crazy? But then it's just like. Some of the dumb stuff yeah, that you put no effort into. Yeah. People are like, that's yeah. the shit I like. I do think Instagram Reels is more user-friendly. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. And TikTok you can, will follow. Yeah, it will. It will. Someday we'll all be – somebody else will do it for us and we can just – We just get to complain about it not working well right now. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much not working, drinking McUltra. Yep. Well, hey, like let's take you. a quick break and we'll come right back with the Selective Listening Podcast. We're back with the Selective Listening Podcast. My name is Aaron Schilb, and across the table from me is my pal, Julie Eddy. Insert sound effect. What's up? Julie. Julie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Julie, thanks again for coming on the show to drink beer with me today. Thank you for having me. I this love This is hanging. no different than what I want to do with my friends when we're not on the mic. So Literally. the same thing. This is exactly what me and Julie would be talking about if we were hanging out. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. Okay, so I'll ask you a few, quote, businessy questions. Hit me. So you can be Julie Eddy and not just Jules. Go. All right. I'm, I'm going to ask you two, and we'll keep it We'll keep it pretty, okay. pretty chill. Okay. So you have been in town for a little over a year, but mm-hmm. you're, like, not new to the music playing industry world. You've been doing this for a while. Long time. What is something big in your life that you want to accomplish, like a venue, a festival, uh, what is a goal Julietti wants to accomplish? Oh my gosh. 
Um, so many of them. Give me as many as you want. As many as I want. I'm going to start with, um, I really want to make my Opry debut. It's a great one. That is yeah. a Nashville classic. Yeah, I really want to make my Opry debut. Um, I really would love to have a number one as a songwriter. Okay. I'm going to go big here. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. That's, I don't want you to say, like, I'd like to have a top 100 on the, yeah. the Americana chart in Dublin. Yeah. I'm not like really a girl who thinks small. So it's don't. pretty on brand, too. <laughs> but I want to make my Opry debut. I want to have a number one as a songwriter. And uh, my big goal, like my top of my bucket list, I want to, this is massive, but Bring it. I want to win a Grammy and be on the cover of Forbes in the same year. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's a great goal. Thanks. And see, there's so many people who are like, well, you should set, set attainable goals. And I'm like, set those two, but also have yeah. have the big goal because Absolutely. What, what the fuck is the point in having attainable goals if there's nothing yeah. that follows the attainable goal? Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's like music is music, but music is also business. And I love the business side of it. So I want to do both. So you're, you're preaching to a guy who loves the business of music. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not. It it's not all sunshine and chicken nuggets all the time, but Hell no. it's pretty uh it's pretty great most of the time. It is. Yeah. Okay, so a Grammy, the Opry, all of these things. Yeah. Um, are there any like Minnesota legendary things that you want to do? Are there like big festivals up there, cool venues in your hometown you oh, wanna like yeah. sell out like the tiny cool club? Yeah, for sure. There's um well in Minneapolis, there's First Ave. Okay. Which is like iconic. Um, and First Ave has um, First Ave, which is the big room. And then there's a smaller side room called 7th Street Entry, which it's literally 1st and 7th. Cool. Um, and so that's downtown Minneapolis. And I would love to like sell out the big room at First Ave. That's a it's a big venue, though. I mean, well, you're going to be famous. So. Oh, gosh, <laughs> we hope so. But we'll see. Yeah, that would be like a big like hometown. That would mean a lot to me. And it would mean a lot to me, honestly, to um, I grew up really close to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It would mean a lot to me to have a headliner slot at the Sioux Empire Fair, which is like not the state fair, but it's like my local fair fair. I grew up going to. And I mean, they have huge artists like Little Big Town Mm -hmm. and that. So I would love if I could play a headlining slot there and have like, you know, like my third grade math teacher. In the audience, like that would be real dope. Yeah, it's cool getting going to go back to our hometowns because they're small. And I mean, Columbia, the city I grew up outside of, and Mm -hmm. I went to school in Columbia. It's like it's a it's got a hundred thousand people. It's not a small town by any stretch, but it's like when you go back, they see you as like the the girl who who did it. Yeah, like you you made you left. Yeah, and. Getting to come back and be like that person on stage would make not only you proud, but it would make your city proud for you. It would, yeah. And, you know, just growing up in my hometown, there's there's just been a lot of I never really felt I think a lot of people in music feel this way. Like I never really felt like I fit in for Me some neither. weird reason. And I had great friends and my family is amazing. And I am not going to sit here and say I haven't been supported because that is not the truth. But I've always had a really big, like, I felt like I needed to fit that Destined for more. Yeah. And and I just never felt like I fit it. And when I finally, like, kind of felt like, you know what? I'm going to break free from this and I'm going to go. I was so afraid that everyone would kind of be like, well, screw you. You left, right? But it's been honestly the opposite of that. And it's been really (laughs) beautiful. So thinking about all of these, like, 
small, I don't even want to call them small town like music festivals because mm-hmm. there's a festival in my hometown called Roots Blues and Barbecue, which is a three day weekend festival. And they've had like Dave Matthews come and play. So it's a big festival. Oh, yeah. But a friend of mine named Meredith Shaw, she got asked to play this festival this fall. And she called me. She was so excited. Yeah. Because it's like she still lives up there and mm-hmm. getting asked to play a festival where famous people play. Yeah. Makes you feel like a big fucking deal. Oh, it does. Yeah. It's, it's the same deal. Like if you got to do your Opry debut in Nashville, every person in your world would be like, I'm happy for her, but God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's it's interesting because people from home, as much as, you know, I was talking about my mom and my sister earlier, like they don't understand this world, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard to relate, but those are the people that are like, oh my gosh, like I'm so proud of you and people that will come to Nashville on vacation and leave their vacation plans to come watch a show and they're like, keep going, like you're killing it. It's, I could get emotional about it right now, but that's half the battle. I mean, I just turned 30 and I've been playing in bars since I turned 21. And before that, for seven years, I was playing every fair and festival and cancer walk and everything I could. And it's been hard for the bulk of my 20s. I had a full-time job and played full-time. You're full-time music now, aren't you? Yeah, I've been full-time. That's a huge fucking goal to reach. And yeah. so many people never bridge that gap. Yeah, it's it's massive. And so it's like learning to just like love every step of the journey. I know there'll be a day that I look back and I think, God, I wish I could be singing at Casa Rosa three tequila shots deep and <laughs> not giving a shit about what's going on, you know? So... I get so that good. all the time with people who come to tour stop shows and we'll have a beer, we'll sit and laugh and watch. And then they'll be like, man, so like, what do you do? Like, what's what's your job? And I'm like, you're at my job yeah. right now. Yeah. It's like you being here is why I am here. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that like it is it, what we do is, is super real. It's so beautiful. And it's, it's amazing that people want to come to Casa Rosa and watch you sing. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. And they do. And it's so crazy. I feel like, you know, just Wednesday I was playing downtown and there was this girl. She was hammered <laughs> in the front row, but she was so happy, so happy. And she would she just happened to have taste in the same music that I have in my nice. set. So she loved everything I was doing. And I was like, can I just bottle you and bring you to every single show that I have? <laughs> but it's like, that's so incredible. And, you know, so many times we like promote shows and then nobody shows up or I play a show to an empty room or whatever it will be. And so just to have a harsh reality sometimes. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, it's crazy. Not a lot of the world understands, but they seem to really appreciate it when it's in front of them, which is great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll bring it home with the only pointed question I ask every episode. Okay. Selective listening is uh, a pun on my deafness, but (laughs) Uh, I do like to know what my friends think that our listeners should hear. And it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Movies, podcasts, albums, artists, songs. Uh, what 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 do you think people this week should be listening to? Well, I always say the way that I find my favorite artists and my favorite music is um, when you hear like a top 40 song that you love – that's like in rotation on radio and you love the artist, you love the song, go look at the writers Mm -hmm. and then go look at their music. Cause most of the writers have music out. That's how, um, I'll specifically drop 
an artist and songwriter that I found that way. Um, if y'all have not heard of Ryan Hurd, Mary Morris's amazing husband. Mary Morris's husband. Yes, I he his songwriting has been so 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 inspiring to me in so many ways, and I found him way back. He had. Uh, you know, he has a lot of cuts mm-hmm. and, um, but I found him that way. I was like looking at the songwriters of a certain song and I clicked on him and, and found all of his music. And, um, that's just, it really opened my eyes. And I think, um, even just if that songwriter has their own version of the song that you love out, just like opening your mind to different ways that a song can be interpreted and, and, and it's funny seeing like, I was at uh, the CMA show when Jason Aldean played at the mm-hmm. Nissan Stadium, and he played She's Country. Yeah. Big, big mega hit. And I know the, one of the women that wrote that song. Mm-hmm. It's like her name's Bridget Tatum, and she's just a, a nice girl who yeah. loves red dirt country music. Absolutely. And, you, I mean, if you just walked up to her at a bar, you'd never know that she wrote Jason Aldean's biggest song ever. No. But no. that's why you have to be – you have to go do that one extra step to be right. like, all right, so I like this song. Why do I like this song? Oh, Jason didn't write that song. Yeah. Well, and then what else did she write? Right. For other artists, for herself, for whatever it is, because you're most likely going to like that music too. Yeah. So because then, it's, it's a writer thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't want to sound like a asshole, but lots <laughs> of country music sounds really similar now. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, then if writers are still doing the work you're gonna like that song if a different artist is playing it because that writer wrote the music and then it's just been produced a way that gets exactly heard by people yeah. like that yeah that's i mean like brantley gilbert used to write mm-hmm. a lot of aldi and stuff and so like and then you hear brantley's version of it and you're like whoa it sounds like a totally different i song. know right <laughs> so yeah i always say that to people like figure out who wrote the song and go look at their stuff cool well yeah. Uh, I know you have a new single out. I do. Tell us about tell us about that. Feels like denim. <laughs> uh, no, the song's called Denim, and it just released yesterday, and it's the first song. I've got a seven-song EP coming out Hell later yeah. this year, and so this. What is, is the EP going to be called? It's I've never told this to anyone. <gasps> Ooh. It's called Southbound. Hell yeah. Yeah. Southbound. So, um. This is the first song. We've got five singles, and then the EP is going to drop. So, when are you shooting for the uh, EP to come out? We're either going to go um, kind of end of year or top of next year. We're just going to kind of wait and see what the holiday pushes okay. for people. So, um, basically, Denim came out yesterday, and we've got every four weeks you're going to get a brand new one until the EP. That's super exciting. Yes. Go stream Denim right Woo! now, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Julie, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank Will you, you uh, give us your plugs? Tell the listeners where they can Ooh. find you and listen to you and yeah. talk with you and uh, everything. All the things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the easiest place to start is my website, julieeddy.com. E-D-D-Y is my last name. And um, then I've got Instagram at julie.eddy. And then basically everything else, YouTube, Facebook is julieeddy music. Twitter is as well. TikTok is as well. If you can find one thing of mine, you can find them all. I've got links to all the things in all the bios. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Okay, so stream denim, follow Julie on all of the places. Go watch the video of her talking about anxiety on her couch on her TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me, for real. Well, keep up with julieeddy.com. 
You can follow us at Selective Listening Pod on Instagram. You can follow me at the Aaron Shilb on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I don't know what else to, uh, to to do on TikTok. I try, but I, I've kind of run <laughs> out of ideas. Maybe I should just do an episode where it's all me talking into my microphone right here. I think you should. Maybe we'll Why see what not? happens. If that if that if that does come out, you'll be like, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening this week. Uh, please share us with your friends. Tell uh, tell people that you you enjoyed it. Leave us a five star review because uh, you may not know that is uh, stupid stupid important. Uh, leave a leave a review. Tell your friends. Share it with your mom or your dad or your uh, drunk uncle. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe have a uh, Mick Ultra about it. I think you should. Hashtag this is not an ad. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us. <laughs> well, uh, go have a drink about it, and do remember that the world is your burrito. Oh, God of a rock and roll degenerate man. Oh,